We've seen all the video call fails by now. The mute button mishaps, the cat cameos, people not realizing the camera's on when their pants are off. But none of this makes Fred feel any better about giving an entire sales pitch, mistakenly using a filter that turns him into an itsy-bitsy baby duck. How do I turn this thing off? It's too late, Fred. It's too late. When you realize it's better to do business in person, it matters where you stay. Welcome to the Hilton Garden Inn, Fred. The meeting room is right down the hall. Hilton, for the stay. In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia. We come from different worlds. You like to laugh at me when I look at other girls. Sometimes you're crazy, and then you wanna know why. I'm such a baby, cause the dolphins make me cry. When there's nothing I Yeah, that's my allergy version of Darius Rucker. Welcome to page my seven. God. Holden and I have done this in karaoke a couple of times at this point, and it's been ever in my head since. I can't stop it. And to the point that I looked up, why is the line, I'm such a baby because the dolphins make me cry? And yes, he was referring to the sports team, the Dolphins. <laughs> and I brought this oh. up to a one Edward Larson, and he's like, yeah, of course. I was like, how was I supposed to know that? <laughs> that Darius Rucker is a huge Dolphins fan. But I guess once you're a Dolphins fan, you know every other Dolphins fan. Um, just like when you're a Jet, you're a Jet all the way. And uh, this is this is what you're here for today. We're here to learn. Mm. I feel like I love that. I was thinking about Hootie and the Blowfish like deep in thought recently, but now I'm over here being like, it's impossible that I was thinking about Hootie and the Blowfish recently. That must be a coincidence that I was thinking about. Like, I feel like I I must have had a dream about Darius Rucker. Ooh. Maybe I think I remember having like a very clear thought in my head. Like, I wonder if they're if they're resentful for just being known for that song. But why would I be thinking about that And the same week that you sing it? Do we just have such synergy? We do have synergy. Or, you know, yeah, maybe we're just, we're we're blowfish connected. Yeah, I think Hootie's coming back, though, too, bro. Like, I don't know, <laughs> some in the air. There's some in the wind, you know what I mean? Like the beginning of Lord of the Rings. I feel it in the water. <laughs> I feel it in the wind. You know Lord of the Rings gets me horny. Be careful. <laughs> it's Darius, them, that Ruck Ruck yeah. is coming back at us again. I think Hootie, I won't be surprised if Dave Matthews' band starts kind of inching his way back into our lives Oof. in these interesting times. Whoa. Yeah, dude, I'm telling you. As people get more into like, because everybody right now, they've been so pent up that they don't even know how to be back outside. So it's like you're back in high school and you're like, I guess I'll have a white wine spritzer and watch Dave Matthews perform his fantastic album, you know, Crash. Do we think you know that there's I mean? going to be like a blues traveler renaissance as well? Yeah. I think blues it traveler's never already away. been making the rounds. <laughs> yeah, he's 
I think Blues Travelers has absolutely been coming back into fashion lately, for sure. It's all of that, right? I, I'm, I, you know, because, yeah, I think people want, like, day festivals, but with bad bands. That's why you should so call it can... Ruckaroo, and Ruck, Rucker Ruckaroo. should have his own Bonnaroo, where it is all yes. these Now, the problem is that <laughs> Rucker has... I'm sorry, it's not bad, but you know what I mean. It's not, you know... It's not. not I think that you know, what Ruckaroo doesn't work. No, no, no. Ruckaroo's great. I'm saying that I don't want to call all those bands bad because I don't want people hitting me up being like, I'm mad because you called my band. I bad. don't think that they're bad. I like my band. You know what I mean? But I kind of do. But I will say <laughs> it's so that you can it's so that you can happily make out with the, whoever is in your vicinity during the show and not feel like you're missing anything. That's why it needs to be a certain level of music. And that's why I think Ruckaroo is what we all need. As long as there are fuck tents. And got fuck sheds. Yeah. yeah, for people to run off to and have sex. Because again, we've got to support this summer of, I'm not going to say summer of love. It's summer of fuck. Yeah, Certainly definitely. Is. But summer of fuck. But summer of fuck. <laughs> I love but it. summer of fuck. Hang on, don't give me a run around Just fucking the shit out of somebody while that song plays kind of in the <laughs> distance. Because like, yeah, you went to the fuck tent. Yeah. Ruckaroo. Ruckaroo. And uh, he is releasing also a line of Darius Record themed Dunkaroos as well for the kiddies. So Ooh. don't worry, everybody's going to have a fun. Yeah. Ruckaroos, <laughs> so you dunk the little Darius Rucker crackers into the little. Uh, goo, Everybody's going to be covered delicious in delicious cummy goo. Oh, I can't. Yeah, but it's not frosting. Ain't you know it it is. Ain't a little bit of that body frosting. Now oh, I am God. so glad I'm not single in my twenties right now. I couldn't imagine the amount of mistakes I would make. The amount of just, just illegitimate humans being created by me, I think, in this summer of fuck. It's going to be unbelievable for those people. Yeah. On our Twitch chat and our Friday Twitches with Holden and I, uh, some people in chat have said that they've gotten almost in trouble by saying the streets will run, run <laughs> that the streets will run white with cum. I can't even say it. Yeah. I'm so excited. Apparently they were talking to a co-worker and they were like, the streets will run Brown with vomit because everyone will be puking uh, from parv drinking. <laughs> they're literally about to tell their own coworker <laughs> that the streets were going to run white with cum. It's not our this fault. Summer. It's not our fault that it's true. It's true. Yeah, truth. Truth is not our fault. That is a good statement to make him Jay. Absolutely. <laughs> Especially, um, I have definitely been hearing tales from my single friends that are like going back and making horrible mistakes of like horrible mistake, like repeat mistakes, because I feel like everybody's trying to get their mistakes yeah. out of the way because they're like, all right, this is an easy one. Knock that apple off the tree. All right, this is an easy one. Right. Going to pull this rose off the bush. And then they're just Ugh. plucking. They're plucking because they got to get back into it. You know, get into Jackie, the groove. Yes. I Could you fathom? I mean, uh, fathom this, Jackie. Fathom me this? <laughs> we go back to that crazy summer we had no. where you we were doing OK Cupid. Summer you, of sad. You definitely, if, if quarantine had happened while you were in that relationship, y'all most definitely would have broken up by the end of it. And oh, then you would have gone yes. into that. You would have gone into that summer 
And you would have been, it would have been, I mean, it would have been times 10 of what was already, I would just say a disaster for you (laughs) and your psyche. It was disaster. I will say, I call it the summer of sad, but I think it should be called the summer of my biggest traumas. But that's okay. We live, (laughs) we grow. And remember now that the streets run white with cum, be careful, be safe. Don't worry. The tale is now not going anywhere for a while. And uh, just be Good to yourself if you can. My word. It seemed did it snow in June? That's not snow. Snow, (laughs) Popple. Did it? Did the sky open and it snowed upon all of Brooklyn? In the middle of June? Although I will say, um, it was, we were in the pool yesterday and we were like, what's happening? What's coming down from the sky? It was ash. Because, oh baby, we hit the the time of the year when the state is on fire. And it is kind of beautiful in its, um, how horrible it is when the ash comes down. But I will always think of Dante's Peak and you can't make me not. There you go. Yeah, there's going to be a real convergence of like, you know, it's like the graph is like horniness and like climate apocalypse are both ascending as pandemic is descending, you know. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. And where are they going to take this ascension to? Outer space. I made some great jokes about the fact that Tom (laughs) Fishfucker Cruz is taking his fish bones into outer space to make a movie in space. I, um, you know, I really just kind of thought this was going to go to the wayside, but I had no idea how far it had gone. He wants to be the first celebrity to make a movie in space. So he and uh, this guy, Doug Lyman, who made Edge of Tomorrow, The Born Identity, wants to, um, they're going to space to make a movie up there. They're going to do it. You know, I, if you had told me gravity had been shot in space, I would have believed you. Uh, I really love that one. And uh, so at the end of the day, I just feel like, you know, get out there, make it happen, make it good. But the funny thing is, is like you can just make a movie. You It doesn't have to be good. So I think this whole part where Rush is competing with them, I think they're going to be the first one to make the movie. But will they be the first one to make a movie that cracks a mill in the box office? Right. We got to have statistics here. Because while Absolutely. Tom Cruise has been saying, eh, I'm going to be the one. I'm going to be the one that gets up there. (laughs) No, guys, it's not Tom Cruise. It was me. It was me, Jackie. And he's not probably going to be the first one because now Russia has said on October 5th, 2021, they are beginning their expedition to go into (laughs) outer space to make a movie. And it's the, and then what I call it, come on, guys, the cool war. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, Jackie, it's the cool war. Yeah. (laughs) It's good. It's yeah, really sure, what it Jackie. is. We should call it what it is, which is a race to see which actor will die first in space. That's I mean, really what it comes down to. I hope that something fun comes of this because can you? I just like I don't even understand. It's like, can, are they going to be able? To, I know they're not going to be able to see each other, but in my brain, they'll be able to see each other. Like <laughs> one, the one film set is over Russia, the other film sets over Earth, and they're just like looking at each craft, other. They share the same craft services table. Hey, like you that. Yeah. Out here too. Me too. What a cool small, yeah. small galaxy. Yeah, yeah. I could see them arguing about like where the ship placement is even though it's all of space to work with 
just want to, like, step on each other's dicks. And now they're sending a female lead in Russia up to space to make this movie. And I do love this line. Potential candidates for the female lead in the film. I was going to read this, Jackie. <laughs> needed to be between 25 and 40 years old and a Russian citizen to weigh between 50 kilograms and 70 kilograms and to have a, quote, chest girth. Of up to 112 <laughs> centimeters. And that means her tits can't be too big, ah, right? Ah, tits better be thing. big or she gonna fly away in space. <laughs> <laughs> I also like this part. Additionally, she must be able to run a kilometer in three and a half minutes or less, swim 800 meters freestyle in 20 minutes, and dive from a three-meter springboard with an impressive technique. Previous acting experience was not required. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... Though our actor, Yulia Parasild, uh, has acted in quite a few uh, Russian propaganda films. It's all, literally every movie in the description on the article is like, and then she started this thing, which told the story of Russia's great triumph over <laughs> whatever in some battle. It's like in Glorious Bastards, right? In the movie scene at the end, she's that kind of actor. So it'll be very interesting to see how uh, she fares in this film, which I believe is called Gravity Part Two. I so wish. that'll be interesting—an unknown sequel. Tits I love that the Cool space. War. The Cool War is going to be a race between uh, like America's dumbest offering and Russia's hottest offering, which I like. Is yeah. <laughs> I feel like that really encapsulates kind of each country's essence you know we're gonna send our biggest idiot to space and <laughs> they're gonna send their finest most athletic big right. enough boobs but not too big boob too big thing. well apparently apparently aliens are really into big breasts <laughs> so they have to make it just so that they don't get some sort of a alien attack mm -hmm. they don't want to receive any laser beam assaults in space so they said those boobs you got to keep them you got to keep them hit. I can't believe they're going to film a movie in space. <laughs> the, can you imagine being on the crew for this? Be like, I don't want to no. go to fucking space. Maybe everybody wants to go to space. I have no interest in going to space. I do not want to go. I do not want to puke. And it sounds like headache inducing to me. And I just don't want to do it. And they're going to make all these people go hang out in space for Tom Cruise to do some shit that he could do on a soundstage in LA. The thing mm -hmm. is that I know that it's by and far not the same thing, but it was difficult enough to sh keep shooting during a pandemic on Earth. It was difficult enough for everyone to keep their masks on on set. It was difficult to keep everybody separated, how much money they had to pay to put everybody up to keep them quarantined. Then what is the expense to send everybody to fucking space. <laughs> well, that's the ultimate quarantine. And I know that it's NASA and SpaceX are working with the the Hollywoodies that are sending them up to space. But like, aren't there a lot of other things we need to be spending our money on that could help people? I mean... <laughs> We got to show Russia that we've got them big old tech nuts. You know what I'm saying? And the and the best acting at the same time. Uh, I think it's important. If only Kubrick were still alive, so he could fake the whole thing. Oh my god, that would be great. <laughs> Send him out to Vegas. I just really didn't know that this that the Cold War was going to come back around. I mean, I know that it ended in what ninety one. I know that the nineties are now resurging, so maybe that's what it is. They're going to start the pulling thing. back from the media of like, oh, what other destructive things happened in the 90s? All right, yeah, no, 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 let's bring yeah. him in. Where's George H.W. Bush? We contribute to this because we're over here planning Ruckaroo, and, you know, it's the 90s nostalgia. <laughs> the 90s nostalgia will kill us 
by bringing us back to, I guess, the race to just have an actor die in space. Th- th- there is no right. way that this is going to meet like like union workplace safety conditions. No. But then <laughs> at the same time, you know I'm going to fucking see the shit out of this movie. <laughs> How could you not? Yeah, space movie. Well, if it's like, honestly, though, I bet it's going to be kind of like Tenet. And if that's the case, then I will actually probably refuse to see Are you just movie. assuming it's going to be like Tenet because you hate yes. Tenet? Also, Tom Cruise made it a whole big dumb stink to go see that movie in the theater and I have a feeling that he's one of the only people if you ask me he'd be like brilliant I loved it I want to make a movie in space just <laughs> like it and then I would be like fuck you fuck that you. movie sucked ass I liked the the remake of the Ninja Turtles movies better than that movie Whoa. by far by the way Rocksteady and Bebop in that second remake of the turtle they're, yeah I really enjoyed I honestly can I just throw it out Please. there because I'm not a big I'm not a big Bay Bay you know what I mean a Michael Bay Bay oh, Michael, Michael Bay, Bay, Bay. Okay. I'm not a Michael Bay Bay uh, for sure I do not generally appreciate a lot of his stuff but um, you know in the way he apparently I guess abuses his actors <laughs> and crew but I will say that those Teenage Mutant Trolls, I mean, get fucking hammered like I did with our friend Julia and go see it in the movie theater and just not remember it. But they were great. They were great movies. I'm, I'm really glad that them. you enjoyed them. And I hope you also enjoyed my hashtag I made up for this called Chur. Oh, no, she didn't, bull. Chernobyl. Right. Chernobyl, she didn't, bull. I would almost say chur o noble. Chur o noble. Chur o noble. Or chur no bullshit. Oh, chur no bullshit. I like that Hashtag one. Jackie, no say your first one again, because I'm trying to figure out where it fits in with the syllables. Hashtag chur uh, <laughs> o no she didn't bull. Right Chern- now, oh, how no. difficult is that? It feels like. <laughs> That feels like when you're in a neighborhood and you're like, God, there's a lot of speed bumps in this neighborhood. That's like what that hashtag felt like to me. There were a good <laughs> amount like, God, of why do they need this many? Well, sometimes you like to feel your ass, the bottom of your ass hit the ground. And uh, right. I mean, it is a butt summer fuck, baby. There it is. It's our butt summer fuck. There's just so many eloquently stated Little lingo lines in this episode. Killing I just it. love it. Oh, just Poetry. So, just rolls right off the top. Killing it. Buttfuck summer. Sure. Oh, no, you did it, bull. And all that is just. Yeah, but then how do we feel about Benjamin? You guys. Uh, I don't you like guys it. Came phonetically. Benjamin. I love Benjamin so much. No. Um, yeah. Doesn't I'm roll off to- the tongue. It's too, like, it's, it sounds like a. It sounds like, you know, the languages, like, I, I studied Czech and. and when I went to Prague and it's like there's whole sentences that only have consonants, you know, that's what it reminds me of. You know what I, you know what I like that it denotes, especially after reading this article about the history of Benefer, AKA Gingerman, they were Benefer back in the day, their relationship crumbled due to the pressure, due to the uh, failures of maybe, I don't know, Geely. And what was the, I didn't, I forgot that another, they did another movie after that, that also bombed. What's it called? Jersey Jersey girl. Jersey girl. Did it bomb? Is that a bomb movie? But I feel like they rose from the ashes and now they're Gingerman. Like the Phoenix on his back. Yes, just like that. It was predicted. They rose from the ashes of their crumbling relationships and all this past with the Paps and all this stuff. And now they're stronger than ever before. They were Benefer. Now they're 
Gingerman, which you know what says that sounds regal. That sounds like maybe I'm watching too much Crown lately, so I just want everything to be uh, royalty. But but yeah, that sounds like a regal title, Gingerman. But he's never been Benjamin Affleck. That's my problem with it, right? Like yes, he's not Benjamin. True. It is true. And I know that's Benjamin nitpicky Affleck, of me. I wish. But if he is not Benjamin Affleck, and if that just does not have the same ring to it. Uh low peck? Uh, I still I'm still a fan of Belo, but I feel like everyone's upset with Belo. Yeah, that Belo sounds like something I put in the toilet after I had too much Chipotle. <laughs> You're a Belo. Your whole essence is a Belo. <laughs> I have to go drop a Belo. Uh-oh, guys. I feel it. I can tell it's exactly 45 minutes since I ate my Chipotle. I'm gonna have to run and go take a beer. <laughs> <laughs> um, we got the results back, and I'm sorry to inform you, you have B. No! <laughs> no! I mean, that's what his heart might be saying after a couple of years. We won't know until... Do you believe in this love? Yes. Is I feel like we have to do a check-in now, because last week we were more cynical about this and said it was all a publicity stunt and this, that, and the other. Do you believe in this love, MJ, and do you believe in love? Just period, MJ. I mean, I, you know, I have gone on a real roller coaster whiplash journey with Ben Affleck, really just since he has started dating JLo, because I went from thinking he was a big, annoying piece of shit to realizing that I <laughs> might like him, but then remembering that they met on the set of Gigli, and that was a big plummet again. And now maybe liking them again, especially because Matt Damon seems to really like her and they do seem to be good friends, him and Ben. And so I I, I think that this is an I want to believe situation. Okay, Jackie, I know it's not Conspiracy Corner yet, but fuck it. It really- Do you believe? I. It was this article. I sent this article to MJ and Holden. It's on page six. It's called Why Benifer 2.0 is the Real Deal. J-Lo was obsessed <laughs> with Ben. And I read through it. <laughs> and the thing is, is that when they were a couple originally, I, you know, was still, we were all fairly young. I have never thought about their relationship at all. And then reading through of like how she like rose to stardom so fast and that no matter what, like no matter how much money he got, apparently Ben Affleck has always just been like a have a beer, chill kind of dude that is way more laid back than she is. And reading about the the essence of their relationship, even for example, about how like, which I forgot about how Ben Affleck got kicked out of, he got uh, banned from a Las Vegas casino for card counting. And he went and he taught J-Lo's mom how to gamble. And then they went to Atlantic City together. And like mm -hmm. all these like, these instances where people would be like, oh, J-Lo would show up with Ben Affleck and she would actually be way more chill and normal because being uh -huh. around him brought out that down-to-earthness in her that she seemed to have been lacking. And right. I think... I love them. But this article also says that his ego is bigger than hers and that Which he was is very insane. upset about Gigli tanking. I know. I, and I, the, and so he was jealous of her. And I, that to me, there was a lot of things in this article that did make me like him. It's like there's, it's like Ben Affleck is like on this journey to like make himself charming and appealing even though he is like an objectively <laughs> not charming person. It was 20 years ago. Yes. Yeah. And I imagine they've both grown. Yes, and he was a little boy back then and maybe he's 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 better now. I just I get like 
huge I know. red flag when I hear about a guy who is jealous of, I'm just like, don't be with Jennifer Lopez if you can't handle stardom, right. dick, you know? But now I feel like maybe they've both, because that is my argument I've for why they the rose from the ashes like the phoenix too. on his back, is that, yeah, they both have spent the last two decades, you know, learning how to navigate this celebrity space, mm. and... We all know that, like, I mean, J-Lo, you know, she's done some weird stuff. She had that guy kidnapped, remember, in the in the photo, in the back. I mean, that was interesting, you know. But they, and, and Ben Affleck, everybody loves Dunkin' Donuts. Is that a Donuts. reference? That? No, that was a, remember, was it a celebrity conspiracy, I think, maybe? It was a picture of her in her workout room, and it looked like a man oh, was, like, Oh, yeah, it was just A-Rod in the background, background. yes. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. But I think both of them have, like, I, even all my blind items about J- J-Lo, I talk about how I'm like, I'm not, I, I I don't actually dislike Jennifer Lopez, but all of her blind items are so funny and, like, make her more human. So I always bring them in because it's like, oh, she parked her, like, little dune buggy in the wrong place and tried to get out of getting a ticket or she has a man bound and gagged. <laughs> I don't know how that makes her more down to earth, but it just does. Uh, and, just like um, us. So she's become more fun and fun. like she doesn't have you know like say maybe a lover her or her hater Chrissy Teigen kind of vibe like she has a very I think likable vibe Ben has a very likable vibe I think they earned that over the past two decades since they broke up I think they earned an unlikable vibe in their relationship because it was just like no one loves like um, I think people don't love a celebrity power couple. I think they want to rip them down as soon as they can. Right? Yes, and also or, honestly, there was some about, or maybe it's when they're making flops together. It's like when a celebrity couple gets together, and then it's like, oh, and you only put out dog shit. Maybe you guys should break <laughs> up. Maybe, maybe break creatively, up. this is not a hot idea. Maybe being a little lovelorn helps you guys make better work. That said, over the past two decades, done a lot better job navigating I think that social space that publicity space they're actually ready to be Gingerman they're ready now. to be Gingerman instead of before I don't think they were ready to be Benifer. I don't think they realized what that was going to take and entail so uh, I don't know I, I think I support this as long as they don't make Actually, no, I kind of want them to make another Geely. Yeah, Never mind. Yeah. 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 Hopefully it would be very different. That's the thing. Yeah. It's it's the Geely is the is the complicating factor in all of this because it cannot be overstated what a bad movie that is, but Horrible. also what what great enjoyment I got from watching it. It's like it is the ultimate like terrible but good movie, you know? Like I cannot think of a better example of a movie that is that. And so it's it really fuels the kind of ambivalent feelings I'm having because it's like it's like hate and love all wrapped into one. It's just very complicated. And the fact that that was the the base from which this all the roots from which this love grows is it just is very, very hard to sort out what this all means when you think about Gigli. Disney Plus and Hulu are better together in the Disney bundle with new movies and series. On Disney Plus, experience the full Taylor Swift The Eras Tour, Taylor's version, with new main show performances and acoustic collection. On Hulu, follow the fantastical evolution of Bella Baxter, played by Emma Stone in the award-winning film Poor Things. All of these and more streaming this month. Get the Disney Bundle with Disney Plus and Hulu. Terms apply. See DisneyBundle.com for details. In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. 
so you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia. I hear you. And also what you were saying before, MJ, about his ego and everything and how that, but I just feel like it takes someone, and this might be a yucky thing to say, but I feel like it takes someone that egotistical to match someone that egotistical. Yeah. Like Uh all of the stories about J-Lo are a lot of like, she kind of looks down on other people. She definitely knows she's J-Lo, which fair. Look at her. She's in her 50s. She works out every right. fucking day. She doesn't drink caffeine. She doesn't drink booze. Like, she is a very disciplined person. And I feel like if I was that disciplined, I would probably look down at other people at least a little bit. Like, if I looked like that in my 50s, I'd be like, yeah, look yeah. at it. Look at me. And I've had children. I'm like, I <laughs> quake. I quake to you. And I think that she kind of needs a Ben Affleck to be like, I don't quake to you as he serps a beer, you know? And he doesn't, she's over here not drinking caffeine. Meanwhile, the man's always carrying four donkeys. He's Mr. Donkeys. Uh, And I do need to give a shout out to Brenda, who wrote into page7podcast at gmail.com, who included a beautiful story about running into Ben Affleck. And, um, she said that she also had a difficult decision of like, she never really cared one way or another about Ben Affleck, hot or not. And in, uh, in the late two thousands, it was when uh, Ben Affleck was married to Jennifer Garner. One day she said, I was tasked to deliver two huge boxes to her house. Not sure how the boxes even fit in my trunk, but they barely did. Long story short, she has these two huge boxes. She rolls up to Jennifer Garner's house, rings the bell, and there's a and a man answers the the ring. And she's like, "Hey, I got these boxes. They're really big. I can't get them up the stairs." And he's like, "Are you sure? There's no one to help you." And she's like, "Yeah, I really just need your help." Um, and she's like, I could hear him roll his eyes over the intercom. And she said, the man's voice sounded really annoyed. And I explained again that the boxes were really heavy. She said, I couldn't help but roll my eyes that the man was giving me attitude when I was just trying to do my job and the boxes were really heavy. And she says, I never really thought Ben Affleck was hot, maybe kind of cute, but never hot like my husband, Henry Cavill. But in person, he is hot. Never imagined he would be so tall and muscular the way he just carried these boxes because apparently he came downstairs, he apologized and smiled at her and was like, of course, I'll help you. And like essentially insinuating like he was just in the middle of something. Charmer. And then he picks up both of the boxes as if they weighed zero pounds, gave her a <laughs> smile and thanked her for delivering the packages. And then he went back inside. So he's just like hulking. Dude, and I forget. We, I think we all forget that Ben Affleck is really big. Yeah, uh-huh. that'll do it. That'll that'll do. That'll make up for a lot of deficits. Yeah, and thank <laughs> you, Brenda, for sending in this story and for sending in your love because um, I forgot too how big he is. He doesn't even look <laughs> my type at all. What is happening to me? What is this slide <laughs> I'm on? Is it because of the butt summer of fuck? I think so. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, we might not be in our 20s, but we're still vulnerable to the weird energies of butt summer of fuck. We're over here feeling horny for Ben Affleck. Yeah. (laughs) 
And I mean, especially when we did the 10 Things I Hate About You episode, it also made me weird horny for, well, I mean, we did the pop history on 10 Things I Hate About You. I was talking about my love for David Krumholtz. But speaking of, I did also, I know we're not even at the shout outs yet, but I did want to bring up another story from someone that wrote in because I don't know if we've ever talked about Andrew Keegan's cult on here, but I've I believe we, I believe we have, we have right? But Sounds like, yeah. familiar. Because yeah, yeah. I've definitely exactly. looked into it before because it is close by and I have thought like, I could just roll in, right? But I've always been too scared to do it. But there was a one person named Sophia who didn't seem too scared to do it because she wrote in and told us about her, the time that she went to go visit Andrew Keegan's cult in Venice Beach. She says, so every Sunday for the rest of the summer, we met up with Full Circle Venice, which is the name of the cult. (laughs) It took place in an older church building that had been painted on the outside with giant psychedelic murals of colorful crystals and geometric shapes. Inside, there was a lot of open space with light coming in the stained glass windows. The weekly services were similar in that we would all sing, always a different simple song, usually about loving each other and the world. Then we would pass around a microphone and state what we wanted to, quote, activate in ourselves for the week. After that, there was a speaker. The speakers changed from week to week, and you could never tell what to expect. Once, there was some woman speaking about Black Lives Matter in Los Angeles. Another time, we had an ecstatic dancer who worked with inner city children. Another time, it was a woman who, honest to God, said she spoke to crystal skulls and they spoke back to her. (laughs) I would say we got a very broad education here. (laughs) Andrew and his partner and baby were always there, and he made it a point to never be like the leader or the star of the show. Mostly, he was like an MC, telling others about future full circle events and handing the mic off to the next speaker. As for the other events, Sam and I never made it to any of those, and I know that shortly after I left L.A., the owners of the church sold the building, so Full Circle isn't meeting there anymore. I joined it to have a great story and get a little bit of a culty scare, (laughs) but it honestly was a great bit of peace and community in a city where it's easy to be lonely, because that's how how they get you, Sophia. That's how they get you. When you're lonely, that's how they get you. She does go on to say people came in from all walks of life, truly. Actors, entertainers trying to get Andrew's attention were singing along with homeless people people who had walked up from Venice Beach and every now and again someone would bring a dog and let it roam around the church so we could pet it and man if Andrew Keegan lets a dog run around his cult it can't be all bad (laughs) thank you so much Sophia for writing in um because I have always wondered I've always been curious and it seems like it is or I don't know if it is you know this was in 2016 so who knows what it is now but that's where it was but this is the thing as we all have watched all the docs it always starts with the love. It starts with community. And that's what scares me the most. I can't believe I have not fallen into a cult yet. I am so susceptible. True. Well, and it sounds Especially, crazy. Yeah, out here. This Basically, what was just described is like a community center where there's like great like art programming and community building stuff. And all of that is very, very good. It's just the like... Andrew Keegan is your leader part where it gets a little bit weird. So it's like, that's why cults. And to me, honestly, even not to compare these two things, but I've always, I'm surprised I haven't converted to an organized religion because the community part, like all of the, 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 it's just community building and like great events. Who doesn't like that? It's just, then sometimes they get in and it gets a little weird. Although Andrew Keegan seems 
you know, nice, nice enough. But, but who knows? Who knows? And I feel like it was hard. I think about him. I think about Devin Sawa. I think about JTT. I think about those guys who were like star. It wasn't like they were the first wave of of like, you know, Tiger Beat stars. But they were just our generation's wave of it. They were our generation. And I, you know, we all have had a rough up and down time of it, figuring out how to become an adult and like settle into your thirties. But then you got to do that and have everybody be like, you're Andrew Keegan from 10 things I hate about you. And I, you know, I'd probably start a cult too. I'd be like, stop asking me questions about 10 things I hate about you and join my cult. Join my cult. (laughs) And I mean, we did watch him grow in camp nowhere. So we know that he is capable of it. So who knows where he is now? But you know, I, I do kind of want to seek it out. I'm not going to seek it out. But what if I did? Don't seek it out, Jackie. You're going to jo- you're going to get really really into it if you go. I just feel like a celebrity cult wouldn't that be the best thing for my, for my career? You know? <laughs> that like it, I mean, yes, out here maybe. But it's the problem. It's like agents now. It's like, "Oh, dear, are you William Morris that you then you can't talk to, the, you know what I mean?" And it's like, "Oh, are you the Keegan? Then you can't mess, you know, then the Scientology people mad at you or whatever, right? Oh. And it just goes back and forth. So now you can't even, yeah, now it's like sports teams, these cults out here. <laughs> I've got a couple of cults that have been kind of, we've been dabbling with and that are courting us right now. We haven't decided which cult we're going to go with. There's this one where you drink your own blood. And personally, I kind of like the taste of blood. So I think Ew. I'm going to go with that one. And then Lexi likes Lexi likes this other one, but it involves like a lot of piss play. And I'm just like, I don't think I want to piss on a bunch of strangers. I want to know the people I piss on. What if they pissed on you first? Oh, apparently it all happened. Yeah, it's just crazy. What a way to get to know each other. (laughs) Yeah, apparently there's knowledge in your urine, and if you put the knowledge on other people, then they absorb the knowledge. Once you piss on someone else, you have to say no, no piss backs, or else they're gonna immediately no piss backs. They'll piss. Yeah, yeah. You know, and you have to be like, yeah, and they have to. (laughs) And they'll be like, you know, and somebody was like, I think it's time to take the next step, and I was like, what does that mean? He was like, what do you think about the number two? No, I gotta go. Are we? I feel like yeah, we're starting. Starting our own cult right now, and I think it sounds yeah. pretty good. Yeah, and ours, you just smoke a bunch of weed, Wait. and you you drink uh, white claws or whatever spike seltzer you want. Great. You know, and uh, it's and I, you know, uh, you know what? You might have to drink a little blood. I'd say you drink a little bit of blood. So you want to you, know you want to mix the two cults that you're both courting. I think right I'd now. mix the cult. Well, we don't have to do any pee or anything, but I'd say you have to drink like a thimble of blood once a month. Thimble's <laughs> not bad. I can drink a thimble of almost anything. Just to prove that you're not fucking a cop. You know what I mean? Yeah, like just to prove you're not a fucking not a fucking rat. You know, you got to drink a little bit of that blood. Yeah, so. you got to. We'll get we'll get you guys on Jeez, that. Don't you? I just hate the whole cult thing because it's like, even if it's pure, it's like this whole bravado of like, we have the secret. It's the same. It's the same thing as when I get mad at people who think they're the only people who found love and they're in the honeymoon phase. And then the way you talk to them, they're like, they think they learned some secret to happiness that like no one else has ever <laughs> known before. And it's like, I, I, you're just in the honeymoon phase. You, the person's shit doesn't stink yet. And so that's all that's happening right now. You didn't like, 
decode some secret in life, all right? And like, as they just sit there and they're all gloaty and stuff, they think like- Are you talking no one about else me been... right now? Are you talking about me right now? It's been they three and a half like years, They think it's like no one else has right? like discovered this uh, secret to happiness that is being in the honeymoon phase with somebody for, for one month. And I'm still obsessed with them, okay? I am. They're just impossible to be around. That's what cult people are like to me. Whenever I see these cult documentaries, it always starts with people being like, so like they're all giggly and shit. Because they think they've just like figured out something. They got the secret. They're so clearly like into themselves in a way that I just hate. It's like some of sometimes feelings of self-loathing and, you know, paranoia and anxiety. Sometimes these are necessary. Maybe to build a human that's not annoying. But this is why I'm so vulnerable to to cults because I would love to lose all of those feelings. (laughs) That would be great. I have no interest in keeping them. I've had enough. And I would absolutely <laughs> join a cult that would take them away from me. I want to know the secret. Someone tell me the secret. <laughs> I'm a firm believer. The secret is to have those elements. The secret is to like have all of the elements. No. And that makes you a decent human <laughs> no, being. Because no. if you don't have any of that stuff, then you just become an asshole. Then you just become an annoying cult person. You're like, <laughs> oh, are you sitting there on your hamster wheel? Well, I figured it out. And this guy, all I have to do is drink his cum twice a week. <laughs> and I get to go and I get to live with the Glebos on Lulu Planet after this. <laughs> Lulu Lemon Planet. So I'm having a great time right now. We jump rope. It's jump rope Tuesdays. So we're going jump roping. It's just like, Everyone's maniacally <laughs> jump roping. Like, uh, uh, yeah. We have to keep jump uh, roping. Uh, we have to keep jump why roping. Why does the man dressed in uh, like a goat have to whip me while this happens? Like, well, it's part of the process. And then all of a sudden they get busted because they start, you know, banging each other inappropriately and stuff like that. And then it's like, oh, was it all bullshit? Oh, and was your relationship inevitably going to become like everyone else's because eventually you have to fucking fight and shit and like deal with each other for real and not just like the best version of each other? Fuck face. Yeah, I know. You did figure out secret. <laughs> Someone's on been in LA for a month. Yeah. <laughs> He's got a, he's got a real bone to pick with the cults. Holden spent oh. the morning at the DMV, so yes. he's got DMV sauce all over <laughs> him. DMV vibes from you here. Do. That's why I'm mad we didn't get a shit on Ellen. That was what I really wanted to do. Just now. I mean, that's the thing. It's like I Ellen. I just like with all this shit, man. That she's like she's just essentially not challenged by her show anymore. That's no, so funny you're that a bitch she said that. And you fucked up. And all your ratings are tanking. And now you're going to weirdly like try and say that like the toxic work environment of your show was quote unquote orchestrated. What are you fucking talking yeah. about? Yeah, that was real dumb. She didn't have to do any of that. She just had to peace. I know. She literally didn't have to. Why would you? I like how this whole article was like, girl, don't go on Oprah. What are you fucking doing? Just fucking get out. That, but Or go on Oprah and cry and, and admit you fucked up. Don't go on Oprah and then just triple down on being an asshole by being like, none of this exists. It's all bullshit. It's just people are out to and get me. And she's done like, this over and over about? again. It really is at a point where it's like, you got to, like, you are now actually destroying your career. Yeah. You got to chill out. Yeah. Don't say any of this. Go away for at least a year. Come back with a stand up special. I think 
people will be fine. Honestly. And she compared it to like when she came out. And I feel like that was really manipulative to yeah. be like, yeah, I was like publicly humiliated and like couldn't get work after I came out. And now the same thing's happening again. And it's like, okay. For being, okay. because I came out because I was outed as a bitch. Right. By the way, I just want to throw this out there because I think this is the part where I bash my head against a little bit. I think there is some dumb shit going on. Like you're allowed to be an asshole boss. Sure. Like you are, whatever. You're fucking allowed to be. But at the end of the day, it's because you're the be kind person person and this is the thing that everyone gets confused on now i was thinking about this a lot lately people are mostly getting canceled because they're being one thing and then clearly being a hypocrite yes. and not going you know and that's how a lot of people get the axe right sometimes someone just says some racist shit and they get canceled and that's one thing but it's it's not because like ellen could be a, an asshole but like admit she's an asshole. And I think a lot of people would give her a pass. It's the part where you're like, be kind to one another. I'm the be kind lady. Everyone be nice to each other. And then everyone's saying you're a fucking asshole to work for. That's when, that's why you're here. You're not here because like just purely being an asshole. In other words, you know what I mean? And I actually feel like the Ella, like, and she tried to do that too. In the Savannah Guthrie interview, she was like, oh, it's like all this is just happening because I said be kind. And then, and then I like wasn't perfect all the time. And so now that's coming back to haunt me. Like, no, you were, have a reputation for being an asshole. It's not because you were an asshole once. Yeah. First of all, this is like you were, and she tried to be like, well, there are so many people who work here. How could I know? So she's totally exonerating herself from like the workplace allegations. But there was also some other things that happened that people were upset about with her, like her praising George W. Bush and her like being cool with like, like having Kevin Hart on to like rehabilitate himself when he about like him using like, you know, homophobic slurs and things like that, where it's like, okay, the the whole be kind thing falls short when you are not willing to take a stand about anything. So like, I feel like her whole thing was like, I'm just so kind. I'm just so fun. And then, you know, that might've worked for like a long time, but, but we are reaching a point and we even, it's like in pop culture, you can't actually go on and not have a stand on anything because some things matter. And like, she's just trying to be like, yeah, I'll have Kevin Hart on. Yeah, I'll have George W. Bush on. Yeah, I don't know about any workplace negativity. And somebody should have told me. And then if they did tell me and I didn't do anything, well, what was I supposed to do? It was like a big workplace. It's just like nothing. She's trying to stand for nothing. And it's like, that's not kindness. That's nothing. That is like absolute dog shit. Yeah. You know, and down to use the word misogynistic as well, that like she, like all of this is happening because she's held to a higher standard because she's a woman, which... No, this is this is a human being thing. I think it comes down to the fact that it seems like also you were, it, it seems, more aware of the toxic work environment that was going on underneath you. And it was easier for you to shut a blind eye to it and just be a bitch and stay on. And I'm not saying that she knew maybe necessarily what was happening. But when these things came up, rather than victim shaming and victim blaming right you these people should have been fired or investigation should have immediately happened right if you hear if your name is on that show right it's on that building you are responsible for hundreds of people's jobs you need to make it a safe work environment it has nothing to do with you being a woman right it doesn't matter you should make it a safe work environment you should work to remember but it's also this idea where even we're talking about this with Jenjamin that like she's been famous very wealthy 
for a very long time. And she's out of touch. Right. And she needs to realize this. And even what we're seeing with all of this is she's not learning anything. Right. Yeah. Right. And that's the, what's so frustrating. Right. It's so frustrating when it's like you were such a, a role model. And she still is a role model in many other ways, but not when it comes down to running your own company. You know what? Or but also, can we just? I think people just want honesty. You yeah. know what I mean? Like a, we, a, a Say, known asshole up. was elected president fucking four years ago. Like all, literally, people actually want to hear for the most part is like, "Yeah, I'm a bitch." Yeah, or I yeah, made a mistake. I'm a fucking asshole. I've had you know to go I mean? through a lot. Yeah, yeah like or I'm a I made power a mistake boss. and I feel bad about yeah. it. Right. It's even better. But even if she didn't apologize and was literally just like, "Yeah, it's fucking hard. There's a lot of pressure. I, I'm a kind of an asshole." Yeah. It's, you know what I mean? Like, and I actually, A, I personally wouldn't falter. I don't think a lot of people would. I think just a small pocket of people would after that. But it's the loudest pocket. This is the issue. Yeah. So it was and, and also just the the issues too with, you know, it, the the um toxicity in the workplace when it comes to like minorities and stuff. That's it. So I'm not, I'm not including any of that. I'm literally just the part where she's like, I'm f- actually, I'm an angel and none of this is true. Like, right. this is all a conspiracy. <laughs> Against <laughs> like, what the me. fuck are you talking about? Yeah. Uh, speaking of conspiracies. What? Do you believe in? Is Lord's melodrama album actually about an affair she had with her producer, Jack Antonoff? Dun, Uh-oh. dun, dun. I love that album. Yes, I love melodrama too. And we're going to break it down a little bit here. This one comes in from Alex. Alex is going to help us break it down. Alex says, love you all and all that you do. I know that we are all Lord stands. Red in the way Jackie says, stans. <laughs> Even though I am out to get you, Holden. <laughs> yes, you are. Even though you purposely say it like that to manipulate I me. Manipulate him. Yes. And uh, here at page seven, and her album melodrama absolutely slaps, agreed, and got my and many people through tough breakups. However, some of the songs, lyrics, and themes of melodrama seemed a little suspect to Twitter user at BuzzKillery. BuzzKillery, if you want to follow this account that uh, provided a lot of this information. Uh, They made a 29-slide PowerPoint deck outlining the theory that melodrama is more than just a breakup album. It is actually an album about Lord's Affair with her producer, Jack Antonoff. (laughs) Of course, Jack Antonoff, who produced also um, a lot of Taylor Swift's stuff. He's an amazing worker. He's also in fun. He's incredible. He's apparently yeah. a wonderful to work with and wonderful to I fuck with. Really I really love Jack Antonoff, but he <laughs> had an affair. Please find the PowerPoint deck here, but I've summarized the findings below. I just love theories like these. I don't even know if. Uh, I believe it. But in mid-2015, Lord and her boyfriend of three years, James Lowe, who started dating a 16-year-old Lord when he was 24, Yucko, they broke up. Yeah, I did not know that, by the way. Lord and Jack Antonoff met briefly the year before at a Grammys party, but in July 2015, they begin writing and producing melodrama in Jack's apartment that he shares with long-term girlfriend Lena Dunham. In spring of 2016, Lord basically moves in with Jack and Lena. This is confirmed from quotes from Lena saying, quote, Ella, which is Lord's birth name, and Jack worked on most of this album in our apartment, and it was a privilege to watch her create and feed her little snacks. Lord is quoted by saying, quote, Lena's not really an award-winning cook. There was lots of Postmates. Interesting. Barb. Right? In April 2016, Lord and Jack go to Coachella together, and Lord is inspired to write Sober and Sober 2. Lord has a tweet saying, quote, I'll never forget writing the first demo. It was like a trance. I guided Jack to the chords almost wordlessly with my hands on his shoulders. 
All right. Oh. The lyrics of Sober and Sober 2 could definitely be seen as an illicit, steamy affair. This is the lyric. They'll talk about us and discover how we kissed and killed each other. Played it so nonchalant. It's time we dance time with, we the dance truth. with the truth. I know you're feeling it too. Can we keep up with the ruse? I know this story by heart. Jack and Jill get fucked up and possessive when it gets dark. I Jack, love interesting that song, but that it's a lot. <laughs> yeah, it's of such a good song. It's such a good song. And March 2017, Lord performs Greenlight and Liability. Ugh, another banger. I love those songs. This is the album that got me through my big relationship. Yeah, and I wasn't going through a breakup, but this album was just spoke to me too. I loved this album. I was happy in love when this album came out, <laughs> and I continue to be happy in love. And I know you sort of have your romance issues or whatever, and I feel bad for you. Uh, but, me? Um, I know the secret, but I have a secret of to Oh my God, I no forgot you have the secret. That's why we have you on yes. the show. I drink her blood. No. <laughs> Green Light Liability performed for the first time on SNL. Lord is wearing a wedding dress, leaning against Jack while he plays the piano. It's weird. Speaking of green light, some more cheating sounding lyrics are introduced. Quote, I know about what you did and I want to scream the truth. She thinks you love the beach. You're such a damn liar. Ad Buzzkillery theorizes this isn't about getting cheated on. It's about the heartbreak of someone not being able to be with someone publicly. The green light is Jack and Lena breaking up so they can be together. More lyrics from the album. Quote, bet that you rue the day you kissed a writer in the dark. The writer being Lord and the ruer being Jack. Now she's going to play and sing and lock you in her heart. Melodrama is released in June 2017. Jack and Lena publicly split in December of 2017 and, quote, had been breaking up for six months. You do the math. Overall, my theory is that melodrama is a blend of feelings about her ex cheating on her, their breakup, and her finding comfort and love in an exciting, drunken, and emotionally troubling rebound slash affair with Jack. I feel for Lord through the, throughout this. She was like 18, 19 years old at the time and heartbroken, and Jack was 13 years older than her. Bad on them both for doing it in the home that he shared with Lena, though. Even though Lena sucks, you never deserve to be cheated on. True. Thoughts, Alex? So do you believe? You know what? I do. Yeah, I think I believe. It sounds pretty airtight. Just yeah. because I want to watch the tape, though. I know. And because, like, it does bring, because I love melodrama so much, I feel the the album, not the not the real life. Um, <laughs> it does, like, if imagining, like, her going through that, which, all right, it probably didn't happen. But imagining her going through that as she's writing it makes me love that album even more. And yes, the second I am done recording this, I'm going to listen to the entire album because I haven't listened to it in at least a month and it's time. We've seen all the video call fails by now. The mute button mishaps, the cat cameos, people not realizing the camera's on when their pants are off. But none of this makes Fred feel any better about giving an entire sales pitch mistakenly used Using a filter that turns him into an itsy bitsy baby duck. How do I turn that thing off? It's too late, Fred. It's too late. When you realize it's better to do business in person, it matters where you stay. Welcome to the Hilton Garden Inn, Fred. The meeting room is right down the hall. Hilton for the stay. In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia. Yeah. 
I have not heard it in quite some time as well, and I agree. Uh, MJ, do you believe? I think I gotta believe. Like, it sounds so airtight to me. It doesn't even sound like a conspiracy. It just sounds like actual, like, evidence presented in a PowerPoint. I'm so... Fuck it. We believe. Let's get to the shout-outs in the list. Shout. Shout. Shout it all out. These are the emails that you wrote it about. Come on. You are shouting them to you. Come on. We hope that they're true. Come on. Now I got to go through a quick little ditty out to my librarians from last week, if you recall. Oh, we heard from them. And I, just, <laughs> I picked out some people to give shout outs to. I want to give a shout out to Morgan, who is recently minted librarian, class of 2020. Congrats, congrats, who apparently just says had a great time becoming a librarian. She had a ton of our classmates and librarians I have met since our LGBTQ+, and the coolest people, and we went to really fun queer spaces and avoided the gross, fratty bars. And love it. I'm hearing, again, another one. Apparently, Drea, amazing Drea, amazing librarian, does not party. However, smokes a shit ton of pot. <laughs> sounds like you can roll with us. And it also sounds like you can roll with Ashley, the librarian who says my personal experience from my Master of Library and Information Science cohort is that about 50% were down to rage and about 50% were extreme introverts who actually struggled a bit upon realizing that library school would require so many group projects. Mm-hmm. I like that she also gave a shout out. She said, I like to think that sexy as fuck Rachel Weiss in The Mummy is the new librarian stereotype. And, uh, a hundred percent. And I do love, she brought up, remember the days of MJ getting toilet flushed at least once an episode for getting too political? Oh, how we have grown and how things have changed. And also, last but not least, to Demig. We love you, Demig, our library in arms. And she says, I'm getting my master's in library science, and you know I party. Enjoy whatever, jail. Um, because Morgan is absolutely right. amazing. So thank Whatever. you to our librarians out there and to any librarians that listen that didn't write in. Thank you for doing what you do. We need you and we need your pure sexiness, even if it's just for me to stare at you from afar while I read my sexy literature alone in the corner. That sounds like I'm a creep, but I am. <laughs> I also want to give a <laughs> shout out because Tim wrote in about his wife whose birthday is coming up. Straight to the point, he says, I want to give a huge birthday shout out to my wife, Amanda, who is celebrating pandemic birthday to Electric Boogaloo and turning 31 this year. She was the one to get me into the shows on LPN as a whole and truly makes each day worth it. Also, she's essentially my own Jackie, since we've heard her say things that Amanda has said almost exactly a few times, and their vibes are pretty much the same. Anyway, thank you so much to all for your magnificent content. Much belated congratulations to each of you. Jackie from my engagement. Holden for Lil Spookers and MJ for being your true authentic self no matter what. And our final shout out goes out to Morgan. 
that she wants to give a shout out to her best friend and Gemini twin. Uh-oh, it's Gemini season. I have even more Geminis in my life than I do Tori in my life. So it is Grace's birthday on May 25th. Over the past year, we haven't really been able to see each other due to COVID and her living in Chicago and me living in Louisville. Not a day goes by we don't talk and we love chatting about page seven. Jackie, we think you are our long lost friend and congratulations to baby spookers and mj we're so proud of you thanks to you all for providing entertainment and topics for our pen pal friendship grace i'm so excited you're getting your second dose soon and then we can celebrate the way it was intended happy birthday to the treat yourself queen happy, happy birthday happy birthday to you it's your birthday not yet but very soon and those are our shout outs thank you guys for listening and thank you guys so much for writing in you can totally hit us up at page seven podcast at gmail.com i love to read through them i reply when i can and i just love you guys so much and you guys make me feel so full and not like food full but like spiritually full but also food full and that's kind of nice you guys just make me feel so full of food and i'm so thankful (laughs) but wait before you need more food it's time for the list Oh, who's, who's on, on the list? list? Jackie, Jackie gotta, gotta have, have that, that list. list. It's a weird one today, guys. I this really probably shouldn't be on page seven, but I was so I was so into this list that I felt that I needed to share. Yes, I'm talking about 15 extreme pieces of performance art. This. <laughs> I found this when I was doing my research for Rent and I was looking into Over the Moon and just the idea of performance arts. <laughs> There's some weird ones on here, like Flesh, <laughs> which is British artists Victor Ivanov and Louis G. Burton took a huge amount of chicken skin and sewed them together to create a bodysuit. Burton then wore it in public. They also made a mock exercise video wearing the suit, as well as a line of merchandise <laughs> that includes curtains and wallpaper. No, that's almost skin. bridges into just doing comedy at that point. It's, you know, there's it, it. No, it's performance art, like being green. <laughs> Hold in for your comedy. Would this you is dress also up? a comedy bit. This is a comedy bit. Yes, go on. It is until <laughs> it's not, though, because artist Jess Dobkin in 2009 painted herself green from head to toe put on a Kermit the Frog collar, and had her assistant, dressed as Jim Henson, (laughs) fist her on stage while she lip-synced to It's Not Easy Being Green. I don't know if it's I was not expecting that. Yeah, that is is interesting. And now I realize, like, oh, she's not wearing any clothes. She's not wearing any clothes. I can see now. Uh And his fist is inside of her as she's See, this is the joke that everybody always wants to make about puppets, and she just went ahead and did it. She did it, and it's art. (laughs) It was, um, this is art for them, and, you know, there's certain different kinds of art. Performance art, have you ever seen weird performance art? Like, I've definitely seen ones with, like, the, you know, like, with things inside of their pussy. Like, I remember it was, like, someone was, like, writing in period blood as, like, the thing came out of her pussy. The scroll, yeah. The scroll, yeah, yeah, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I gotta look up. She's a super famous artist that I, when I learned about that, I was, like, um... Excited and disturbed. Yeah, and also, I mean, you could be excited and and disturbed by eschatology, the live stream cannibalism. 
Because in 2018, Latvian artist Arthur Bergins live-streamed a cannibal performance piece where two performers had a piece of their flesh cut off, fried, and fed to them. No! The artist said it was a metaphor about a consumer society consuming itself. No, I don't want that. (laughs) So it looks like it was taken from uh, the same area in their back. So you can see it on the right side. You see this little bloody chunk kind of missing. What was taken off of them. And you can also definitely see where the rooster penis performance got its name. Because right, why did you what, what does this have to do with I this? hate this I list? Just, I, I hate it. So this intrigued is a by, list. Are you guys not intrigued? <laughs> I mean, it's fine. This list is I upsetting guess. me. I'm sorry to want to upset you. <laughs> it's like the Serbian film themed episode. Is it or just me? I forget sometimes. I'm I'm, I'm the only one People that likes are weird at work. They don't want to. They just want to hear about Tom Cruise fucking a fish. I guess that could be performance art too. (laughs) Maybe it it is. You know, they don't want to hear um people eating their flesh and the rooster penis performing. The picture alone, I'm just mortified. It looks like a fucking Marilyn Manson video. (laughs) But I mean, can I just? All right, I'll just give you one more. It's called the seed bed. All right, because in 1972, a Accionci Acci built a ramp in a studio climbed under the floorboards and masturbated for eight hours a day while people walked across the ramp and listened to him monologuing his sexual fantasies about them over a microphone. If that's not art, I don't know what is. Yeah. The, Carolee Schneeman, by the way, is the person who did this the scroll. And I feel like that was like the first time I learned about performance art. And I just remember being like, I don't know why it's art, but I know what is. And, and I kind of just... Have like a blind faith. If you tell me it's art, I'll say, okay, it's art. But I don't think that guy tying his penis to a rooster is art. I'm going to say it, not art. <laughs> I don't think it counts. Oh, God. <laughs> I, did, I didn't mean, I thought you were going to be like, whoa, that's crazy. I didn't mean to <laughs> truly disgust both of you. <laughs> I thought it was going to be a little bit like, oh, I get why you chose this. And now I'm realizing I forget. Um, I'm alone a lot. In my own brain. I don't know if I've said this to you guys, but um, I lose myself sometimes to reading about things that upset me, and um, I forget, and I apologize The to last everyone. one's called Shrapnel, the live circumcision. I what wasn't is- going to read it. <laughs> All of these are horrifying. <laughs> I'm sorry. Vaginal knitting. I'm sorry. Uh, Someone called Fire Angel. I think it's possible Uh, to do performance art that isn't about your private parts, but these are all private part ones. (laughs) I'm sorry. Jesus Christ. What about the man that made a Fire Angel where he set himself on fire? You know, all these these listicles are making me want to go blind. Oh, no, blind. (laughs) Items. Oh, it's for the best that we can see them. Yeah. Because we've been set afire for our performance art. (laughs) What's wrong with this? Is just That's why I can't see it. Anyway, and there were a couple of like innocent ones and you skipped those. (laughs) There were a couple of like like the Maria Abramovich one, the Maria Abramovich one where they were supposed to walk all all the way down the the Great Wall of China and meet in the middle and get married and then they got divorced instead. Like that's an innocent one. I mean, it's sad like everything else on this list, but at least it's innocent enough. (laughs) There's no flesh. I don't want as much flesh in my art. You know, the things people will do for art, you know? Isn't it crazy? (laughs) Just like Gingerman. All right, here we go. Uh, This is the first one on the blind eyes. I feel like a piece of my soul. Did I? I did it. I'm sorry. (laughs) 
I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry to about... everyone. You know what? No, I'm not sorry. I'm living my truth. I'm not doing it. I'm not. I'm not. You know, stapling my pussy lips together. Right as you should. It. Uh, all right. Here we go. Things aren't looking good for the cash grab of this former reality star slash athlete. The website she uses for donations just repeats the same 10 donors and their amounts in a continuous loop. There are no donations coming in. The donations would be for a political thing. Oh, God, Caitlyn Jenner. Yes, a recent poll shows the Jenner is supported by just 6% of registered voters in her run for governor of California. Thank God. Uh, She really can't be the governor of California. (laughs) (laughs) Just a nightmare. I'd be so sad to have just moved here. And have that happen would be so the worst such part, a dude, it, You know, it has nothing to do. No, it has to do with her politics. It has to do with her oh, affiliation. A nightmare. It has, she's no, abhorrent. it's a nightmare. She's a nightmare. No. Yeah. I think one of the worst things for the trans movement is actually Kayla Jenner. <laughs> she's the she ultimate, actually, like, pull the ladder up. I mean, it was, you know. Uh, there's yeah, no question yeah. it was very brave for her to come out when she did. Yes. Everything she's totally, done since totally. then has been absolute dog shit. Yeah, yeah. It's just a nightmare. So uh, there you go. There's the first one. That's a fun. That's a simple one, right, Jackie? Very, uh, no no blood no. or flesh <laughs> being <laughs> cooked. Are or any of these that... also, I forgot, um, you know, speaking of last week's conspiracy theory, did you see that um, Ariana Grande got married secretly yesterday? No. It just came out. It literally just came out. No. Oh, my. Oh, like you just saw yes. it pop up or whatever oh my god of course a fucking steal my moment You're of course here. she would and she would purposely release the news when she knew we'd be recording she knew we were recording and knew we would be getting exactly to the point where i do blind yep, items right knew, when it's his time to what... shine and now he can't think straight anymore no she married and a guy named see. dalton <laughs> Ugh, my eyes can't roll hard enough outside of my skull a guy named dalton oh dalton oh can we kill another horse today for fun? <laughs> That's what she would do, by the way. That's so a- all you equestrians <laughs> know that about your beloved Ariana. I'm going to very carefully tiptoe into this conversation and say that you actually have a lot of letters in your name in common with Dalton, and it's Whoa. kind of phonetically simple. Holden, MJ, Dalton. You just cut to the core of me. Yeah, she wants to... Oh. She wants to marry me. She wants to be me. She wants it all, baby. And she ain't gonna stop till she gets it. All right. If I can't have Holden, I'll just get Dalton instead. He's a he's a poor man's Holden. He's Fuck a it. poor Coffee man's Holden. Coffee size from Starbucks. Last name have an ass bed. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, here's the next one. Um, this is interesting. This is interesting. But I have some thoughts about this blind. This this, this blind coming in. Ooh. This network talent show isn't even trying to pretend that it is not rigged. They will do anything for ratings at this point. The Mass Singer. No. The, the Voice. voice. Wrong, incorrect. Fucking wrong. Period. American Idol. Yeah. America's Got Talent. American Idol. Oh. You're so wrong, Jackie. I need you to maybe. You're just leave. upset because of Ariana, <laughs> and I know that. All right. I know you're upset because of Ariana. I may need you to like leave my Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> leave. You want me to go? You want me to leave? <laughs> <laughs> so fans are saying that season 19 is rigged this current season is rigged citing the there is the second chance event in which last season's runner-up arthur gunn was voted into the top 10 of season 19 apparently this is because they say this is because last year it was a remote season and they wanted to give the contestants like another shot 
Many fans, though, feel this is just a sneaky way to get who they really wanted to win last season back into this season to get them to win this Arthur Gunn. Uh, So they're forcing him back into the show. At the same time, I would also say if they're capable of rigging a season, wouldn't they have just made him win last last year? Good question. It's a very good question. Right? That was my thought the past moment. I was like, well, if they're capable of rigging anything, like why wouldn't they just rig it the actual time that they were eligible? (laughs) Uh, but I guess maybe this is a rig. I just think it's like kind of annoying for, let's say, every new contestant in season 19. Like, what the fuck? We have to compete against people who already got to perform on the show, already have clout with the audience. I'd just be pissed. This just seems shitty. I think if you were going to do a second chance thing, you should just have them all back for their own season. Don't bring them in with these other people who are newer or are like on one track approving themselves. It's kind of like when the last couple of contestants to join the circle, like they have no real shot, you know what I mean? Which is why it was really smart what they did this last season because they repurposed two contestants, whatever, spoiler alert. But, but that was one of those things about it. It's like, you're kind of fucked that way. Well, this is like the opposite. It's like, you're kind of fucked because it's all based on voting based on their persona the work that they've done. So if somebody got to perform for an entire fucking season, they're going to immediately have an advantage. I don't know. I, don't know. They, I feel like reality shows do this a lot. Like Top Chef does that. They'll bring people who already competed for like a okay. whole season. And I'm like, yeah, that's not fair because you've already like had practice mm. at this. But it, I, I, are there audience votes? Are there audience votes though? No. Right? Mm. So I think it makes it even worse when it's like, mm. yes, they did get a full season of practice. So I do agree that, that they are at an advantage. But the, like this is audience votes based right. on the, those audience so the votes clout are going to be based on there. your past performances. Right. Yeah, if they already know you just better, you're going to have more of an in. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's a greatest hit. Right. It'd be like a stand-up competition, and it's like one person who uh, everyone's already seen on a TV show versus a new comic. They're just definitely going to have an advantage no matter what, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. What do you think? Do you think wow. it's rigged, Jackie? Yeah. Who cares? Whatever with you. <laughs> You better watch out. We're gonna, I'm going to make you do an art performance piece with me now. I don't know <laughs> no, what it's going to be. I don't want to eat my dick flesh. Oh, yeah. Don't make me. I don't want to eat, touch my <laughs> yeah, penis with my. No. I just assume it's going to be something or I don't want to like butt chug my <laughs> penis. No, no, no. Something. I think like, no, we'll, call, we'll call it the Jimmies and be oh, like, oh, what does that I mean? But it'll be name. like the sprinkles and we'll fill your, your butt okay. with as much sprinkles as can sure. hold. And I'll sit the other way upside down. We'll fill my vagina with as many sprinkles as I can hold. Wow. And then we can go, it's oh, right in Jimmies. And we'll pour them on people. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we will consider that. How about that? I'll okay, give you great. a soft Done. consideration. Okay, great. Uh, <laughs> Table it. That's that good one. because your penis right. is going to be very soft. It will be as it will be never as sure. soft. Oh yeah, of course, <laughs> of course. This former A-list, mostly television comedic actor says he spent nearly two hundred k on gifts to the A-list, mostly movie actress, and then blew him off and refused to give back any of the gifts. He says she has done it to others too. It's interesting that he'd be speaking out about this because he already got kind of embarrassed by someone who wrote an article about him, and like he was like almost canceled and then everybody was like actually that doesn't sound like you should be necessarily fully canceled for what Aziz Ansari and the movie actress man it's harder with her because she hasn't really been in the limelight lately but she at one point was the hottest shit ever she was like in the biggest like film franchise as the lead she was doing a bunch of like Oscar bait movies 
Um, Scarlett Johansson. She's, no, she's just like you and me. She's really just Zoe like De all Chanel. Of us. No, she's like so like all of us. Like she's just a day to day gal. You know what I mean? I love that you guys can't think of it because that clue you would have guessed it right immediately two years ago. Remember, she's the one that's like, I'm just like y'all. I'm just a goof them up. Oh, Jayla. Oh, yes. Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah, she is out of my, even like there were multiple headlines of like, see how Jennifer Lawrence reacted to Benjamin's news. I'm like, <laughs> who gives a fuck about what who gives Jennifer a shit? Lawrence what is she? Yeah, she's been doing, <laughs> but I did think it's pretty damning. This is interesting. This is kind of fucked up. Taking nearly 200K on, all, but also Aziz, man, haven't you been embarrassed enough? This is like just another really embarrassing romance thing. Like, why would you be speaking up about this? I feel like you would want to hide this back <laughs> from the world. Wait, so he uh, bought her? What did he buy her? I guess he spent nearly 200K on gifts for her. And then she blew him off and then just like didn't give any of it back. So she like received a bunch of gifts, ghosted him or whatever. And then he was like, hey, can I at least, I gave you so much gifts, so much money. <laughs> and she's like, no, I keep. But you can't, so, uh, yeah. if you're given those gifts, that's how, and you're, and you know, your dick doesn't end up getting sucked or something happens. Like, well, you did it though. I feel like, yeah, yeah. You know, I would have this buried. You never say anything. Yes. I would never bring it up. Especially ever. after what already happened. Like he's already become like the staple boy for, uh, embar- like kind of being like a cheesy creep. Yeah. You know what I right. mean? With that article that was written, like the last thing you want is another like, I'm kind of lame with the ladies. Yeah, it's like a little yeah. bit too much, but Story. like, yeah, that's just, that's yeah. rough. Just, just sit back that's a little bit. Sus. Don't spend that much money on someone. You don't even know if you, buying them gifts isn't what's going to make them want to fuck you. No. Like ever. Correct. Or maybe it will if they were like not a already incredibly successful in their own right <laughs> This is the star. thing. I mean, I love a gift. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, I but what can that. you buy Jennifer Lawrence that she doesn't already have? That she can't buy for that's, herself. That's gonna, or, or at least it's going to make her be like, I should probably fuck that guy. I didn't want to fuck him before, but this $100,000 gift <laughs> really uh, makes me realize the error of my ways. You know what I mean? It's just not going to happen. <laughs> All right. That's, he that's, can that's see it. Again. You can see again. I can see again. He can see again. And we are rocking this puppy home. I don't know how to talk anymore, but I will say... Thank you, everybody, for joining us. Um, if you'd like to help Jackie with, I would say, some of her issues, that we were starting a GoFundMe mm-hmm. for her. Uh, <laughs> My issues are I don't have enough issues. So if you send me your <laughs> issues, then I'll have more issues, and that's what the GoFundMe is for. It's the GoFundMe is to stop her from even considering being a performance artist in her own right, to, to give her enough Hold money in, to distract Jimmy. her. <laughs> That's what we're raising my for. To distract her from ever, ever even thinking about performance art ever again. And then, and also to ma- give her so much money that we can just say, you never bring up performance art again on Patreon. I'll and then never she bring it up again. I promise <laughs> I thought it was going to go over better. I know. We've, you know what? It's kind of nice. We've been working together for so long. It's nice to see the look of upsetting shock on both of your faces. I don't get to see it very often anymore. Taking so thank you. Yeah, you can still surprise us after all these 
Gutierrez. Uh, Eating the flesh. (laughs) And thank you guys so much for joining us today on page seven. My name is Jackie Zabrowski. You can follow me on Instagram at JackThatWorm. And Holden and I scream at each other every Friday over on Holden's Twitch channel, which is twitch.tv forward slash Holdenators Ho. Every Friday, come check us out. We woot and we smile. Wooters. Uh, yeah, that's my plug. She just did my plug for me. So I'll just say again, patreon.com forward slash page seven podcast, twitch.tv forward slash holding it or so. Thank you so much. Uh, all your love and support and everything you write in that's so nice that is read or not read on the show. Keep those conspiracy theories and blind items coming. Page the number seven podcast at gmail.com. Page seven podcast at gmail.com. I love it. I use it, obviously. And if I haven't gotten to yours yet, um, I either secretly hate you or I just haven't gotten <laughs> to it yet. So... We'll figure out which one is which. No, but uh, honestly, thank you again, everybody, for writing in and saying so many kind things. MJ! My name is MJ, and I am MJKLCat on Instagram. Also, I do want to have a quick shout out this Sunday, if you're listening when this comes out, May 23rd at 5 p.m. PST, 8 p.m. EST. Come over to twitch.tv forward slash Holdenators Ho because we are going to have a gloss art stream. Oh, nice. And I'll be posting on my Instagram the uh, supplies that you need to get. And um, we're all going to learn how to paint a mountainscape picture together. So you should totally come join us. I'm so good at painting. <laughs> it always looks just like it. It doesn't, but that's what's great about our community is that we don't judge and we're very loving of each other. There you go. So please come join it. Look at Jack That Worm if you want more information on it. We love you, we love you, we love you, and we will talk to you next week. Hell yeah. Bye, Bye everybody. Bye. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. We've seen all the video call fails by now. The mute button mishaps, the cat cameos, people not realizing the camera's on when their pants are off. But none of this makes Fred feel any better about giving an entire sales pitch, mistakenly using a filter that turns him into an itsy-bitsy baby duck. How do I turn that thing off? It's too late, Fred. It's too late. When you realize it's better to do business in person, it matters where you stay. Welcome to the Hilton Garden Inn, Fred. The meeting room is right down the hall. Hilton, for the stay. In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia.